hello, happy Friday, everybody. Can you believe it? We have actually dived through the first chapter of the DBT therapy workbook and we have we have risen to Friday. That is five days of intensive work and we have split the first chapter down and I don't feel like it has been that much hard work. It has been different, it's been unusual, but I really have adapted to these new ways of thinking and I feel... I feel reborn. Can I say that? I feel like such a better person this week. Five days of having enough emotional regulation that I'm able to see situations for what they are and really manage them in the moment. So the current date today is the 3rd of January. So the group in a week has picked up, I think we have 30... Off the top of my head, I'm going to say 37 people, not including me, um, but I haven't checked the Discord chat numbers for today. So if you are a brand new person to the group, hello, welcome. It's lovely to have you here. Please give us a quick intro. We love finding out about you. Plus, it's a little bit strange. No one likes to talk to strangers online, do they? However, we need to give ourselves support for this. We need to just trust that the people in this group are all like-minded and we all have the same goal in common, and that is get shit done and be the best versions of ourselves. So let's have a quick recap. If you are listening late to this and you haven't quite caught up, don't worry. You know, you have all the time in the world to do this. I would say preferably you are better off dividing the chapter up into chunks, which is what we're going to continue to do throughout the rest of rest of the book basically so in a couple of weeks we would have finished it um and I have splitten it down splitten is that even a word I have broken this chapter down into five days worth of things because I felt like the first week was very very tough for a lot of us in the sense of trying to understand how this fits into our usual life and it gives us days to practice now the skills are going to get a little bit more intense this was a background overview a quick summary but let's dive in, shall we, and have a quick review of everything that that we've gone through. So on day one, which was Monday, we learned all about our radical acceptance. So radical acceptance, as a quick summary, is pain that can't be avoided, okay? But we can control the amount of suffering that pain brings. So in the moments, let's pretend our car has broken down and we have to get to work and we had a huge meeting and it's very important and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't go anywhere. I can't believe this has happened. You have to say to yourself that the present is the only moment I have control over. And it sounds so blasé and very like, well, duh, but it's so simple. We don't think about it. What do we do instead? We think, oh no, my car's broken down. I can't get to work. And then we panic. And then all of a sudden we think of past situations of, oh no, what if I get fired because like something like this happened to someone else and then this happened to them. And then we go into the future and we think, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get there. I'm going to be late. I'm going to get, I'm going to get sacked. You know, this isn't looking great for me. However, we don't have control over that. Just because you are thinking something bad in your head about what's going to happen in the future doesn't mean that's going to happen. You have to get comfortable with that present moment. So radical acceptance is acknowledging Acknowledging the present situation without judging the events, judging yourself or criticizing others to just see it how it really is. So after 
your radical acceptance, the next thing you want to do is to distract yourself. And that's what we learned on Tuesday. So we have to distract ourselves from our self-destructive behaviours, which is our robot default setting in our brain. Usually we will restrict food, we will self-harm, suicidal ideation, completely isolate ourselves socially. However, no, we have to understand that that self-destructive behavior was so bad for us and we can do so much better because we deserve it. So some simple um, distraction ideas that we have would be what we created on Wednesday. I'm just going to pull up my quick graphic note. So I'm reading from some images that I created, which is over in the weekly review. So all the images there are mine, unless they have a link and then yeah, they go to the blog of the person who created them. So some great distraction ideas are to people watch. Sometimes, let's say you're sat at the side of the road, your car's broken down, the radiator, the gasket's blown. There's like, I don't know, smoke everywhere, steam everywhere. Just sit there and people watch. Sit there and count the cars. How many red cars went past in a minute? You are taking yourself out of your stressful brain and observing something else. You're distracting yourself. So remember... Our distraction plan isn't to help us forget the situation that's happened at hand. It just helps us diverge and temporarily leave our own stressful, overwhelming brain so that we can reduce those emotions. And then we go, okay, right, let me deal with this situation. I have a clear head. I'm not emotionally overwhelmed. I see it for how it is. I can get on with it. You can help someone. Sometimes giving your friends a call in those in those horrible situations and just letting them speak, you know, say, talk me through something or can I help you with this? You know, I know that you've got this business thing going on. Can I help you design your website for 10 minutes? Next, you can think of someone you care about. This could be a friend, a family, a game character, someone that you care about. So you can think about what would they say to you in this moment to make you feel better? Next, pretend you're a hero and correct something from your past. You can pretend you have supersonic, supersonic powers and think, okay, so, hmm, what would I have done back in 2015 on that day when this happened on Thursday at 8.16 in the morning? So when we get in those stressful situations, this one might sound a bit daft, but when you are in that mindset of, oh my gosh, everything's going crazy, when you are in that mindset, all of a sudden, our BPD brains are flooding all those horrible negative energies, those horrible memories we have. And all of a sudden, we're not just worrying and we're not overwhelmed by a current situation, such as our car breaking down, a friend ignoring us, someone breaking up with us. We have an influx of all those negative situations from the past. And all of a sudden, it's just like a minefield of emotional uncertainty. So by pretending you're a superhero, you can just dive in and go, okay, so I would have done this instead and then this would have happened. Next up, leave the distressing situation. Sometimes physically taking yourself away from that is the best option for you. If you are at a family meal and it's always quite awkward, say Thanksgiving, Christmas time, and you always have the in-laws that possibly pass slight comments, judgments, or just don't make you feel okay, leave that situation. Distract yourself and go, and then you can come back later on. Even if you just say, oh, this is really getting to me, can I just take 10 minutes outside? Or you can use the excuse of, just 
going to go out for a quick cigarette or vape or whatever it is or just say, you know, what, I'm just going to powder my nose. Um, next up, complete household chores and to-do tasks. And this is one I do all the time. So we talked about this yesterday, that morning routines are great when you feel negative to just do some cleaning. And that kind of seems to be a quite a common routine for a lot of people with that that don't have BPD. However, for us guys, we get the benefits of emotional regulation, feeling calm, getting a bit of a workout and also having a super sparkly, clean, hygienic home. And the last one is to count things. Count your breaths or something around you. You can count in intervals of 10. You can count from 100 and go back seven, then take another seven until you get to a negative number or zero but you find what works for you so we have our distraction plan that we created on Wednesday so you should have a couple of copies of that by now either in the book have it on your phone having it written up somewhere where you can pull it out when needed so make sure you have like a virtual copy on your mobile phone because that we seem to always have our mobile phones glued to us but also a physical copy just in case our phone has died Okay, so yesterday we talked about self-soothing using the senses and self-soothing is literally those moments when we feel a little bit sad, a little bit really sad. When you feel like you need a parental person to offer you advice or you want a hug, this is the moment when you use your self-soothing techniques. So... Today, we are going to finish off the chapter. We only have a couple of pages, 28 to 30, and then even four pages. How great's that? But the most important thing is understanding how all of this correlates and ties together in those moments when we feel really, really overwhelmed. Okay, so, oh, sorry, guys. I've got the book caught underneath my mic wire. Excuse me for the rattle. Oh, dear. There we go gonna sound terrible on the recording i'm so sorry i'll try and edit that out if you listen to that live i'm so sorry so let's create our relaxation relaxation plan so remember yesterday we talked about self-soothing with the different senses because that gives us our kind of bring ourselves back to reality and calm us down so remember your different senses smell vision hearing taste and touch so it might be that one of your senses is depleted and that doesn't mean you have to cover all of the senses however try this out hopefully yesterday you did a couple of things and you trialed out what you do to soothe yourself if you can if you feel relaxed do you put on a candle put on some incense do you have a, a bit of like a and crack open a bottle of beer maybe that's the taste it could be the sound or it could be the actual physical motion of opening up that bottle of beer that brings you joy so find out what works for you and we're going to tie it all together today and i'm going to read exactly my examples here which i did share with you yesterday but i think it's good for you to understand what it would already look like if you're a little bit unsure of how to put everything together so let me see what we have so page 28 we create a relaxation plan so now that you've read the suggestions to help you relax and soothe yourself using the five senses construct a list of techniques that you're willing to use for ideas review the activities that you checked but be specific about what you're going to do so try to imagine what you would actually do and what's achievable in that moment. You could say, I would go to a perfume shop and I would smell the next Beyonce perfume. Yeah, that's a great kind of 
um, sensual uh, self-soothing technique, but if you're stuck in a library or stuck on a train, that's not doable, well, is it? Make a list of ideas to try at home and a list of ideas you can take with you when you're away from home. Now, this is important. You are going to feel much more self-soothed in your own home than when you're outside. So when you go away from home, you have to think about what do you normally do to self-soothe yourself? So something that I've noticed from a young age is when I am an emotional meltdown, I do this strange thing where I use my fingernails and I kind of like dig into the texture on my trousers and kind of like claw, but kind of really gently kind of like claw my clothes. That probably sounds ridiculous, but that's what I do. And I've noticed I'm quite a physical person. So I want the sense of touch when I'm away from home. So my list is focused more towards painting my nails, filing my nails, something where I can physically move my hands, which gives me that sense of security. So here are my relaxation and soothing skills to use at home. So I have a copy of this underneath the coaster on my coffee table and also in my handbag. So I stare at my shrimp tank, my two little baby shrimp I have in a fish tank. I just watch them bob around. I probably give them some food, a little bit of an elf, um, an algae wafer. And yeah, I just watch them do their thing. Next, I put on my diffuser. I burn incense and candles. So this one is for my, for my smell. Um, the third one, I watch soothing YouTube videos on ASMR. So this is obviously sight and hearing. And number four, I listen to nature tracks on Spotify. If it's early in the morning and I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed, I'll grab myself a coffee, sit down on my sofa and listen to the birds outside. However, birds aren't always around all day. So I would just put a nature track on Spotify. Something with some frog guttural noises really helps. Number five, de-dust my plants, water, and I tend to them. So I stick to a routine of every Sunday I adhere to my plants. However, when I'm emotionally overwhelmed at home, I think, what can I do right now that is still going to benefit me but self-soothe? And that is this cheese plant I have, which is a Monstera, the one with the little holes in. I give that a dust down because that gathers so much dust. I don't know whether it's him moving or me moving that does that. I have no idea. So I de-dust my plant, I spritz them all with some water, and then I, if I'm doing like a shrimp tank change of water, I will put the shrimp tank water into my plants as a nice natural fertilizer. Number four, number six, sorry, paint my nails. Now this is a very physical one for me. Seven, wear comfy clothes. This is the biggest thing. When I get home from work to de-stress, the first thing I like to do is grab my most comfiest clothes, put them on, put on my slippers. I have laminate flooring all throughout my home, so it's really cold on my feet in the winter. So if I have my slippers on, I feel comfy, I love it. Number eight, I do some yoga. I follow Yoga with Adrian over on YouTube because she's very beginner friendly and I am just, I I am literally, you know when you try to open out an ironing board and then put it back down together, together, that's what I'm like when I'm doing yoga. I'm really stiff and I don't really know what joints are moving and I just, yeah, it just, it's, it's traumatizing for me to do and probably traumatizing for people to watch me do because I just look like I'm in pain. But I try, I try. Number nine, focus on breathing deeply. Sometimes the best thing to do is just sit on my couch and go, okay, so I'm feeling crappy right now. Let's just inhale, hold it, and exhale. And those exhalations really help to de-stress me. 
Number 10, I meditate. I use the Headspace app or I just shut my eyes for a minute and just think. I think, okay, how am I, how can I soothe myself? Let's calm down. And sometimes when I'm meditating, you have all those thoughts that pop into your head and you just have to let them be. That's called radical acceptance. So I'll be sat there. Let's say that I've got to pay a bill and I don't know, I've been taxed from my job, emergency tax, and I don't have enough money to cover it that week. So I sit there and I go, okay, right. So let's have a look at this situation. I don't have the money coming in. I don't have it. It's, it's gone to the government, but I can get it back next month. So what can I do right now to make the situation better? Well, I can accept that I'm not going to have the money in until next week. I call up the bill provider and I explain the situation, get them to give me a seven-day hold. And then when I get paid, I pay them. So that's very much in the moment, meditating. Or if I have a thought, I just let it pass. So keep this list in a convenient place that's easy to remember. The hardest thing is building that habit. Yesterday, I talked about the book of habit, um, which I recommend for everyone to get. It's called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg or Duhigg. No idea how you pronounce that. But building that habit, giving yourself that reward, that cue, feels fantastic. So you might have to stick your relaxation plan on your TV remote. You might have to stick it next to the kettle. You've got to try and remind yourself that it exists by putting it in somewhere where you would look. Or write it on a mirror, which is what I do with um, not a permanent marker and whiteboard marker. So keep it on your mirror in the bathroom or next to your bed or near your phone charger. This way you'll remind yourself to relax and soothe yourself as often as possible. It will also make it easier to soothe yourself when your painful emotions overwhelm you and prevent you from thinking clearly. Now, create a similar list to use when you're away from home. Again, review the soothing skills you checked in on the last few pages to give you some of your ideas. But make sure that it's possible to use these skills when you're away from home. For example, don't list take a hot bath because most likely there won't be a hot bath available to you when you're not at home. So let's talk about some relaxation and soothing skills to use away from home. This will apply if you're on the train, if you're on a plane, if you're at your friend's house, in a car with someone, standing in a queue, in the bank, whatever it may be. You can meditate with the Headspace app. This is what I do. I just shove my headphones in, put on Headspace, and I think, okay, this is going to help. Number two, listen to some ASMR. If I'm walking somewhere and I'm feeling quite anxious, I just stick up one of those de-stress ASMR tapping um, sounds. And I don't do it where it has a main focal line, like a crane or an exam video. I just listen to like woodblock tapping and that really helps. Number three, focus on my breathing. Wherever you go, you're going to be breathing. So really tap into it and think, okay, I'm waiting in this queue. It's driving me insane because an old lady is not as nice she is if she's paying with something with two peas and I'm going to be late getting back to work off my lunch break. Just breathe in and everything will calm down, I promise. Number four, I said this yesterday, but I apply hand cream slowly and file my nails, obviously not in that order, the other way around. And that's the physical response that I like to use to ground myself to soothe. Desk yoga. No matter where I am, if I'm working in the public eye, I do a couple of stretches, a couple of like desk cat cows, you know, like yeah, sun salutations, everyone looks at you crazy, but I don't care because I'm feeling good. I'm emotionally regulated and you guys would not like me if I'm having a BPD meltdown episode. So you're going to have to put up with my sun salutations sat on my desk chair. 
Okay, number six, smell essential oils. If you are very onto the sense of smell as a sensory um, soothing technique, smell some essential oils or spray a patch of perfume on your sleeve and smell that. Um, number seven, I apply moisturizer to my arms and also my legs. If I feel I need to like drastically use my hands, I'm like what can I do? I know, slather myself in coconut butter and that really helps. Number eight, smoke a vape. So a lot of us have picked up vaping. I'm not suggesting you do that if you don't. But I, I don't smoke. I used to from a very, very young age and I stopped um, in my early 20s. But for some reason, smoking a vape has really helped soothe me. I have it with no nicotine in at all. So that's just literally me smoking in. So it's very physical. And then it's visual because I can see the smoke as like a release. And the watching the smoke in the air the vapor is so relaxing. So I would recommend trying that out. And also I put CBD oil into my vape as well. So it's classed as medical marijuana, but it hasn't got the THC. So it's not going to get give you that buzz. Um, us BPDers, I never recommend taking any form of recreational drug because if you are a medication, that can seriously alter your mood. Plus, I have been there. I have tried to abuse drugs whilst I am on taking my antidepressant medication for BPD and it doesn't work. I can go to a house party and people can take some strong drugs and they're all out their head feeling great and I'm just sat there thinking well I took it I don't feel any different I just feel like I have this buzz by like a sugar rush it doesn't work you can't have that enjoyment when your brain is being regulated with a serotonin impulse from antidepressants so I put CBD oil inside my vape and that seems to soothe me that stops me from splitting I don't always have the I hate you I love you don't leave me don't go I don't have as much splitting when I'm vaping and I think that's to do with the CBD oil so there has been studies that that helps to de-stress and soothe you so I would recommend it now here's a fun story let me just take a couple of sips of water so when I was getting into um, adding in some CBD oil into my vape before I actually acknowledged that anytime I would take some form of drug or smoke uh, weed or marijuana, that my brain um, just couldn't respond to it. it. Just something was blocking it. The serotonin buzz was already there in my head. So giving myself drugs didn't make any difference. I didn't feel any better. I just felt really buzzy. So I bought the highest CBD oil I could. And I think it was 50% um, CBD. And I think it was 100, 1,200 milligrams inside this small bottle. So I was like, well, well, I'm not feeling anything. Surely I should be able to feel a nice little pick-me-up buzz straight away after a couple of inhales. And I wasn't. So I bought the highest strain bottle. And my boyfriend tried a little bit of it. And obviously he's stable. He doesn't take any meds or anything. And he was like, oh my gosh, this is so strong. And I was like, what, really? So he put some inside his vape because he vapes. And he said that he literally got really like that nice body high feeling from smoking weed and he said he was like driving and he had to tip it away so I didn't realize how much drugs really are depleted when you're on BPD medication so yeah so I would definitely give it a go even just watching the vapor is so so soothing number nine I play Ludo on my phone on Facebook Messenger or I have the Duolingo app so like I said before I am learning Chinese so that really helps to have all of the audio cues and then speaking aloud in Chinese and that makes my brain focus on the translation and not the emotional dysregulation so when you have your 10 
I have nine. I'm, I'm one of mine's missing. Um, I crossed it out because I don't do it. So what I have now, I've played around with, and this really works for me when I'm out the home. So I have nine. Stick to ten as a minimum, and you'll notice as you go along your journey, you might get rid of some and change them out. So feel free to accept change all the time on your list of relaxation plans. Copy these ideas on an index card to remind yourself what to do when you're away from home. So I started off with a card in my purse. And in the end, because all the things that I had were just inside this little tiny makeup bag that was always in my handbag, I then associated my relaxation to that makeup bag with a nice reward of opening up and having some luxurious, um, messy self-manicure on like a on a train ride or something. So that was enough to remind me eventually I moved away from the list. And now we're on page 30, guys. So make sure you always have whatever is with you, such as candy, your headphones, radios, pictures, so on and so forth. So if you do need to have headphones um, to listen to something, try to not remove them from your bag. So to make it easier, don't try and move and swap things from your handbag. If you do have a little bag to take with you, buy extras. It saves a hell of a lot of time. I was always dipping into my handbag, taping out my headphones, putting them in when I'm chatting to my friends when I'm doing my dishes, then going out and thinking, shit, I haven't got my headphones. I remember last using when I was doing some chores. So I just bought a second pair of headphones. So this was my emergency relaxed de-stress kit. So I have twice of everything, but one copy's in my bag at all times. So this way, when you practice your relaxation when you're not at home, especially when your painful emotions overwhelm you to prevent you, to prevent you from thinking clearly. Now we've hit the conclusion. Da, 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 da. You've now learned some basic distraction and relaxation skills, and you should begin using these skills immediately when you become overwhelmed with painful emotions. And the next chapter will build on these skills and teach you more advanced distraction and relaxation skills. Now, what we've learned so far has really helped. We've all been chatting about it in the comments. Myself, I met up with my partner after a breakup. Um, I had an issue at work with a lady. Um, we have a lady who's going on a picnic tomorrow for her birthday with her friends. We have another lady with a breakup, um, someone that was walking in the park with a dog and she had some um, past, I'm guessing, PTSD moments from, from a dog that was um, a bit, we had behavioural problems. So we've all taken a chance at using the distraction and the relaxation um, ideas of living and it's it feels weird in the moment it really does and you might think why would applying hand cream right now stop me from feeling crappy but you don't know until you do it because whatever method we have been using before guys it's been working we have been distracting and soothing ourselves but we've been doing it in the unhealthy ways so what we do is thinking wow so let me just try this and it works whatever we have been doing hasn't been working properly let's admit it so we might as well just give up the ghost and thought screw it I am going to just apply 10,000 layers of hand cream today or moisturizer on my elbows whilst I'm doing yoga at work and if that makes you feel good then go ahead and do that so we're going to have Saturday and Sunday off take it in I think as we go throughout these chapters as they start getting a bit more heavy we probably will be doing some work on Saturday and Sunday maybe not you guys let me know. I know we like to have the weekends off because some of us do work Monday to Friday and I don't want, we don't want to be stressed out, do we? So start applying these techniques as soon as you can. And I will see you again on Monday. 
for the advanced distress tolerance skills about improving the moment. This would be self visualization, acknowledging your values, and really helping us to feel like the best versions of ourselves when we have those stressful situations. So head over to the weekly review channel. Um, there are some graphics up there as a quick guide to help you remember what to do. Save them on your phone, review them daily. That will really help to set that um, habit inside your brain. And we will spend the next couple of days just talking about how these skills really helped us and get ready for chapter two on Monday and we're going to leave it there so guys thank you for listening you were all so so incredible and I appreciate every single one of you and even if you've done the tiniest bit of work this week even just by reading one page you've done more than your previous self has done remember that you've taken that chance you've acknowledged that you need help and you've done some self-help and that is more powerful than you would ever imagine you're still lapping those people that are on the sofa right now possibly down in a bottle of vodka um possibly self-harming restricting themselves socially you are one step ahead and even if you're just one step ahead of the old you that is still amazing and you need to be proud of that because i'm proud of you so head over to the discord chat i would chat to you lovely people later on have an amazing weekend and i will catch you again on monday all the best to you bye bye